You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and writer who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and this week we are talking about community. We are talking about finding community, building community, maintaining community, um, especially on the road and how I do that as a full-time vanner for the past few years and the things that I've learned and suggestions that I have for you, whether you're brand new or a few years in or still just thinking about it, or even if you're not thinking about it at all, but you want to know how to build and maintain a better community even in your stationary life, that's what we are here for today. It is a conversation that I have had personally a lot more lately, and I've seen it pop up in other areas of the van community as well. I think the pandemic probably has something to do with it because it has really quite drastically impacted how we all relate to each other in all ways um, and how we can and cannot hang out more or less often. So I think that probably has something to do with it, but it's also a really important thing to talk about regardless. So I'm going to be sharing six tips that I have noticed that work for me that I have very deliberately tried to cultivate over the last few years in order to have a sense of community, even though I move around all of the time. Uh, These strategies have worked for me both pre-pandemic and during the pandemic, and I really hope that they continue to work um, as the pandemic continues to go away and get wrapped up. That would be great. Um, I know the world will continue to evolve in the way that we relate to each other and the way that we communicate, but I feel like these are a pretty good framework for finding and building community. To be honest, a lot of this stuff took me a lot of years and a lot of work and a lot of practice in order to get to the point where I'm at now. Uh, I am a naturally like inter- introverted hermit um, kind of human. <laughs> And even just a few years ago, my social anxiety made it nearly impossible for me to even go to the grocery store alone, much less try to strike up conversation with strangers and turn them into friends. Over the last few years, I've gotten more and more used to it. I've had a lot more practice. And living on the road, it's nearly a necessity to do. And so now it's kind of second nature. Uh, For some, these steps may come super easily. They might be supernatural extensions of your normal personality. You might be that very extroverted person who doesn't have a problem striking up conversation with anyone. Um, And for others, they could be more of a challenge like they were for me. Uh, This is a very choose your own mystery kind of endeavor. Uh, Try bits and pieces of each of the tips. See what works. See what feels good. Practice the hard stuff and keep doing what feels right and gets you the types of connections that you're looking for. So my first tip is to go to meetups when it is safe to do so. In 2019, when I first hit the road, I went straight to the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous in southwestern Arizona. It was a really good way for me to plunge headfirst into the lifestyle. I drove 3,000 miles across the huge western states to a small piece of BLM land where thousands of other road people were gathering. And so... 
it was a little bit of a boot camp of sorts. Um, and I got to learn a lot from all these other people that were around me about how to solve like our unique van life problems. And everyone solves them differently. So then you get to see all the different ways you can do it. Um, and, you know, it was it was pretty cool thing. Um, after that, in 2019, there was probably at least like one van gathering a month happening in some part of the country. And I know a number of folks who went to them who kind of like did their own little like tour of like going to this one for a weekend or a week and then caravanning with people and then going to this one for a week or a week and then caravanning with other people. And that's awesome. I didn't go to any of them. To this day, the only event I have been to is the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous in both 2019 and 2020. But I know there are a ton of van gatherings, or there were, in 2019. Unfortunately, they all got canceled in 2020. But these events are a great way to meet people. Uh, You get to see them face-to-face. You get to determine pretty rapidly if y'all can be friends. You get that, like, instant vibe check uh, to see if your energies align, and you can hang out for a couple of days and, like, learn from each other and commiserate over the shared challenges. So like I said, all of the events were canceled for last year, and I don't know that too many are actively planned for this year, but I think that they'll start popping up again as, and we start getting this pandemic a little more under control and wrapped up. I have no doubt that they will start again in the future. It just might take another year or two for that to happen. When they do, go to them. Some of them are free, like the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous, and some of them have a small fee for the weekend or the week to help offset some of the costs of permitting and insurance and all the organizing that goes into creating these events. So there isn't necessarily like one event or one area that's like better or worse than the other ones to go to. It all kind of depends on your lifestyle, your location, what you're looking for from these events, etc. So when they do start popping up again, keep your eye out. Do some research, see which ones are going to be in your neck of the woods or are in areas that you want to explore, uh, see what they kind of focus on, what the purpose of the event is, and pick a few to go to. Meeting people face-to-face is a great way to have community physically around you and then, you know, make those bonds, strengthen those bonds between people so that when they're not around you, you still have that sense of safety and security that you can lean on someone else. Tip number two is to use online platforms to find like-minded people. Regardless of global pandemics, there will always be online communities where you can find like-minded people living similar lifestyles. Even before 2020, I used platforms personally. I have used Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, etc. to virtually meet other people living in a similar way. And surprisingly, If you use social media as a social outlet, it kind of works. That's kind of a cool thing. So in order to meet like-minded people, you kind of have to know where to find them, right? So try searching for terms or hashtags, etc. for the types of things that you're looking for in your community. Are you looking for people who are geographically near you? Are you looking for people who are living in a similar rig? Are you looking for people who are living a similar lifestyle, whether that's a solo person or a family or a coupled couple (laughs) or like someone who's traveling with bunnies or whatever. When you pick and choose a few of the elements that are important to you, then you can like 
mix and match the search terms and mix and match the phrases that you're using to search for um, in your own posts, as well as, you know, searching for, you know, researching other potential new friends. This could be things like hashtag Arizona van life or hashtag NorCal van life or solo female van life or full-time RV life or like families in school buses or like traveling with dogs or something like that. It just depends on you and what you're looking for. But this is a really great way for you to kind of narrow down other people who are sharing content who are living a similar lifestyle to you. Maybe they're sharing tips and advice and you can learn something from them. And maybe they're being really honest and authentic about the challenges that they're going through. Maybe you can offer them advice. Who knows? But using the online platforms is a really great way to shrink the distance between people. So I have some friends who I've met online who I haven't even met in person yet, but we've been talking for years. Like technology is a really cool thing and it can allow us to connect to people who live on the other side of the globe. Like we can connect with people who who have nighttime when we have daytime. We can connect with people across the country. And it's a really cool thing. And sometimes what you're doing is so unique and uncommon that there might not be a lot of people in your immediate circle who are also doing the same thing you're doing. But you can find those people on the internet. So many people are on the internet. You can find them. You can find other people who like the same things you like, and then you can bond and do all that like giggly stuff that happens when you meet someone who is excited about the same things you're excited about. And then you have another person you can share with. And sometimes those bonds are stronger because you have so much more in common. So I am a big fan of using social media and the internet to meet other people, even if you don't get to meet them in person ever. And sometimes you can meet them in person like tomorrow. It just kind of depends on what it is that you're looking for would recommend using online communities. Tip number three is to make the first move, even or especially if you are afraid. And this is the kicker. This is the tip of all six of these tips. Um, Especially for introverts and shy people, making the first move can be a huge obstacle. I've often tried to like make myself look more approachable so that I wouldn't necessarily have to make the first move or like say the first thing like am I smiling enough how much eye contact is too much eye contact should I just like move closer to that person who seems really cool uh and you know unsurprisingly those strategies don't really work (laughs) so you just gotta say something you just gotta open the conversation one little sentence maybe even a question and, and open the door, get that started. So for me, when I was going to my climbing gym regularly, this was a great place for me to practice. Um, I would open with a question about a route I was working on, like if they had any beta or advice for me, or I'd commiserate with them when they fell off of a route or congratulate them when they did something cool. These are really easy, non-aggressive, <laughs> non-intrusive kinds of like things to say to people. All you got to do is make the first move. It can be very, very small, but you have to open the door to possibility. And then the other person who you think could be your new best friend can choose to walk through it if they want to. And if they make conversation back, 
great, they walked through the door. Now you have the potential for a new connection. And if they don't, great, you still got the practice that you needed. And you know that this person is not as cool as you thought they were and you don't need them in your life anyway. So you don't necessarily get to decide how someone like responds to your door opening maneuver. But the key element of it is practicing door opening in and of itself. Practicing saying the first thing practicing making the first move and like letting somebody know that you're like, hey, I'm open to conversation. I don't bite. I'm friendly. And this is just as important in person as it is online. So, you know, going back to like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, etc, like liking an image, liking a post or a video, like won't really do the trick, right? Like you need to leave a comment, a thoughtful comment that has something to do with their picture or the caption that they wrote. Um, send them a DM or like feature the person on your page and like say why you admire them. Like you need to do some kind of work to reach out to the people that you want to be friends with. Like it was easy for us to make friends in school, right? Or like maybe even in our former, you know, pre-pandemic jobs because like we sat next to them every day. So we got familiar with them. So we got to know them. Um, And especially on the road, like not having consistent people like geographically close to us, we need to embrace the communities that we do have, the communities that the internet provides. But you do kind of have to make the first move and open yourself up a little bit. It can be a little scary. It feels a little vulnerable. I remember how I used to get so, so sweaty when trying to make the first move, even if it was just like, hey, good job. That route is really hard. You did awesome. Or like, you know, at a gas station, like, oh my God, I love your rig or whatever. Like, even if it was so small, I would get so nervous. I would get really sweaty. I know my face was like flushed completely or like I stuttered or my voice cracked or something. But the purpose is to practice. Make the first move, even if you're afraid, especially if you're afraid. It'll make you a better person. Tip number four is that maintaining connections takes a little bit of work. And this is going to be true for those relationships that you left when you moved into your rig and on the road, as well as those relationships that you find along the way. Maintaining connections with friends and family can be tricky, um, especially if you're like not around each other all the time. Uh, I have often felt like I was missing out on like big important things that were happening in my friends' lives or my family's lives, or even that like I missed sharing all of like the little things that happened just because I would see my friends so often. Um, And so being away and being on the road, even if it's really good for you and it's really good for your soul and it's really good for your lifestyle, you can still have a sense of FOMO. You can still have that like missing out and like your, your relationships might be like thinning a little bit or being stretched a little bit. So you need to find ways to like reconnect and strengthen those friendships with the right people. So personally, this means texting more frequently, calling, video chatting. I really like the app Marco Polo for video chatting, um, social media-ing, and sending snail mail, especially like postcards and stuff, seems to make people really happy. And so when I first got on the road, for me, it was like, all right, well, I'm the one leaving. I'm the one choosing to not live here anymore. I'm the one choosing to hit the road. So I'm going to put forth more effort into maintaining my friendships. I'm going to call more. I'm going to text more. I'm going to reach out more um, because I don't want my friends to think that I'm leaving them behind. And so I don't necessarily think that was the wrong way to go about it, but 
you do have to make sure that your relationships are balanced and are two-sided. And so not everyone is going to deserve all of that extra time and energy that you're trying to throw into your relationship. If you find that you're continually like putting work into a relationship that is like one-sided and they're not giving back as much as you are, you kind of need to weigh for yourself whether that relationship is one to continue pursuing or not. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Relationships ebb and flow, whether it's romantic or platonic or familial or whatever, totally normal. Sometimes they're stronger and you're closer and sometimes we get lost in like our daily lives and, you know, we struggle to keep up with others. That's fine. There's no like one single right way to go about maintaining relationships. Your friends and family may have different love languages or different lifestyles, different ways of communicating, different challenges that change how you can relate to them. So get creative, give it a good effort, and don't beat yourself up about what happens next. Sometimes our relationships are just meant to be with us for a part of our lives and not for our whole lives. And sometimes when you change, when you evolve, when you go through different things in life, the people who were there before won't continue to be with you as you move forward. And there are a number of reasons for that. And if you want to talk about your specific situation, set up a mini session and we can talk about it. There are so many different rabbit holes I could go down with this one. And in the interest of not making this a three-hour episode, I, I won't go down them. But if you want to talk about it more, I'm more than happy to because... I've seen it all. Tip number five is to remember that you don't have to like everyone. While a lot of people are choosing to live in a deliberately alternative way, um, seem like these people all seem to have like a lot in common, right? Because like if you're choosing to live in a van, you and I have a lot in common already because that's a pretty unique way to live. Uh, The community itself is still made up of human beings. So just as we don't necessarily like all the humans in our sticks and bricks stationary life, we also won't always like everyone in the mobile life. And just because you meet someone and it seems like you should have so much in common, but you just can't connect and the vibes are just a little off, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you just need to try harder. It doesn't mean any of that. It's okay to not resonate with everyone. It's okay not to be friends with every vanner or RVer or schoolie driver you see. Like, that's fine. I think you need to be purposeful about who you put your effort into and don't pressure yourself to engage with everyone you come across just because you seem like you should have so much in common. Sometimes you just don't. You know, I've met people in my former life living stationary who, like, I don't really want to see that person again. And then you don't. The same is true in the fan community. You'll meet people that you don't want to see again, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're forfeiting community, because you'd rather have a community of really good, solid people than a community of people that you don't really like that much anyway. Which leads me to tip number six, which is the fact that they don't have to like you. This can be the toughest of all the pills to swallow, but it's absolutely true. Just because you really like them and you think they are so cool and you want to be a part of their squad doesn't mean that your energies will be returned. And that is totally okay. Move on. Meet some more folks. Someone will think you are the bee's knees and want you to be their new road bestie. 
but you kind of have to keep your eyes peeled and you have to be open to new opportunities and possibilities. So those are my six tips for finding, building, and maintaining community, specifically on the road, although I do think that a lot of these tips translate well to stationary life as well. If you got value out of this episode, please go ahead and give it a thumbs up or a five stars or whatever it is, the rating system of the platform that you're watching it on. If you know someone who could benefit from a few tips and a pep talk on building community, go ahead and share it with them as well. If you want to help offset some of the costs that go into creating the podcast, I have a Venmo and a PayPal set up. They are linked in the description. And in just a few weeks, we're going to have our one-year podcast anniversary that will be preceded by a bunch of giveaways and fun celebrations. So come over to Instagram specifically. Come follow me there if you're not already. And that's where those are all going to be happening. But um, yeah, let me know what you'd like to see in year two of Deliberate Living because we're just going to keep this train rolling. This has been a lot of fun for me. And uh, again, as always, thank you all for being here. And I will see you next week for another awesome episode. Bye. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube or sign up for email updates every time something new is published. I'll see you next time on Deliberate Living. And until then, keep your life on the DL too.